Attention, attention, my black brothers. What I want y'all to do right now is take out the do-rag. The silky ties down. I want to see the waves glistening. If you got nappy hair, pick it. Don't let nobody discourage you. Ariel. Black boys, black boys. All right, so you all, like Coachella, Frank Ocean announced that he will be, like, headlining 2003's Coachella, y'all. Like, what are y'all feeling about that? Like, Coachella, like, and Frank, like, what's up? So I was dang. thinking, I was thinking about Frank Ocean a lot, um, especially since I'm in New Orleans, which hometown. Um, so I'm really excited because I feel like he's been gone for a long time. I don't know whether to like applaud Frank for taking out the time he needs to like get himself together or to just be irritated that like the last time I heard music from him was like, what, four years ago, maybe? Was it that long yeah. ago? It might have been long. three, but it's been, a, it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited, right? I mean, I, you won't see me at Coachella. Um, I can't really envision myself being at a festival. I, I just, I can't for the next like six to seven years. Oh, but yeah. I'm very excited for him. <laughs> I hope that it goes very well. <laughs> excited for the stream. Right, the stream. Wait, did y'all see like uh, Lollapalooza and like, um, what was it, Rolling Loud? Like the pictures of like all of those people out there? Mm. I said, yeah. now that is the Delta variant right there. Now that is where you call it. That's what you call an outbreak. It looked <laughs> like, like one big sneeze. And I saw somebody's tweet and they were like, ooh, I tested positive. So everybody who came in contact with me should get tested. And I'm like, girl, who told you to go to a fucking festival anyway? The people have been wanting to do this for so long. And the fact that they got some form of a green light, they just went ham. And I was like... Good luck to y'all, because I know in September, we're going to have some cases. <laughs> it was an inopportune time. Like, we just, not even, it's what, been two months of us being aware of the Delta variant. Like, it yeah. hasn't been very long, and but we all know about it. And they just were like, yeah, we're going watch from history is just going to continue to repeat itself. Because, oh, like, remember when they were trying to tell us about COVID last year? And we was like, okay, so anyway... <laughs> until, they, until they shut us down like, and then you know, they said lock it down now mm-hmm. it's gonna happen again we about to be spending this halloween right at home trick-or-treat trick-or-treat right at the door <laughs> come on y'all better y'all better put it through the mailbox or something i guess through the mailbox i'm like but what is up everybody it is your boy lord devry and i'm derwin king and welcome back to another episode of That Black Boy Joy, where we create a space where black boys can be themselves um so much more and you all gays, days, and what is it? Gays, days, and thems? oh, gays, days, and thems. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Sorry, I was trying to get it, girl. Oh my God. Welcome back, y'all. We are back. We are back. We have a guest, as you all may have heard. We have a guest in the building with us. We have Courtney, aka Courtney Revolution, with us. How are you doing, Courtney? I am doing just divine and magical. How are you guys doing today? the weather's good yeah so personally oh (laughs) um life is coming together like in a transition period but other than that it's it's exciting so i feel excited yeah same for me i'm definitely in a better space than i've been in a couple of months because of the pandemic and then also my job issues and now you know i'm feeling like really good and i'm like really excited for what is happening with my future right now so that is good but 
let's introduce Courtney for you all so you all can get to know him a little bit more. Courtney, aka Courtney Revolution, is an entertainment and podcast host, podcast host and digital creator. He is currently known for being a contestant on the second season of the hit Netflix series. So he can also come out on where he covers celebrity and entertainment news and reacts to new music and music video releases. His YouTube live show, The Green Chair Chat, and the podcast Overheard in the Pantry, where he is a co-host and he discusses happenings in celebrity culture, the YouTube community, and more. Courtney, how are you? What is up? Ooh, I, I loved that. And I felt like... <laughs> Like I'm about to come out and get my Grammy or something like that, or you like know it. more like a Teen Choice Award. Let's be realistic. Oh, not um, a Teen Choice. <laughs> I'm about to get my VMA, surfboard. Not even like a VMA. Like no, no, no. no. Look, we got to keep it real. My ass would get a Teen Choice Award. Okay. <laughs> and my ass would be happy to run up there and collect it. Thank you. <laughs> we are realistic. What does Black Boy Joy mean to you, and what brought you joy today? We ask our guests all this all the time. Um, I think black boy joy to me is just freedom. You know, I feel like I can remember so many times where I was looked at strange for the way I expressed my black boy joy, which I mean, when I was younger was I love to wear bright colors that never match because my parents gave me the freedom to just pick out my clothes from a young age, you know? And so black boy joy for me is just being able to express myself and be free. Um, as far as what brought me joy today, I think that my life being in a different place than it was last year in a positive way is what brought me joy today because, you know, we go through our trials and tribulations and we struggle and we, we hurt. Um, but for me personally, it's because I've always believed that there's something positive on the other side that I've been able to achieve. So just waking up today and being like, you know what? Damn, I'm in a different era today. Good job, me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good job. Good job. You're doing a good job. No, I, I respect that. I think that's the same mindset I've been having really uh, these past couple of weeks. And I want to say this um, last month was definitely like, girl, you woke up today and you are yeah. alive and you are breathing and you're healthy and you are here. Uh, be for grateful for that and be thankful that you are able to say that and see that right now instead of being like, what if this, what if that? I was living in a, a space of what if and that was kind of like toxic. So I think that mm -hmm. definitely I agree with that has definitely uh, brought me joy to us talking with my therapist and being like, girl, you you on the path. You getting there. You all right. What about you, Darwin? Um, You know, uh I'm, I'm just, I'm up here. You're busy. <laughs> but, I think you're, you're moving. You're yeah, but I feel, so, and just to be clear, because I, I feel like when we talk about transition, it often is this sort of, like, there's this sort of, like, looming sadness about it. Um, and I felt that beforehand, but now it's just sort of, like, I'm excited. Um, and my mind is in, like, a thousand different places. I did want to say something, Courtney, um, about your definition of Black Boy Joy. It, it brought... What has been consistent about a lot of our guests is that there was a period of adjusting of having to learn how to live in that Black Boy Joy. And it really drives home the fact that Black Boy Joy is really revolutionary for us. Like, it, and it's transformative because it's something that everyone has, almost everyone has expressed having limitations to and then sort of like 
breaking through. Um, yeah. So I, I wanted to point that out. Thank yeah, you. I respect that as well. Now we're going to get into our Black Boy Joy Spotlight like we always do. And this week's Black Boy Joy Spotlight is a man by the name of OBO, a.k.a. OBO Jones. OBO is a YouTuber... T- mm. Obio is a YouTuber, content creator, and podcaster. He tailors his content to authenticity and real intentional conversations. He labels himself the Black Gay Coach on his channel and also has created a space where he allows men like us to tell our individual stories. You all can check him out on social media at Obio Jones and the podcast Brown Skinned Banter. Love that. Always like I'm like I talk so fast, so it's like <laughs> so I just have to be. Everyone is always like, "Girl, breathe." Yeah, I'm like, girl, I'm trying down, to. <laughs> That's just how it come out. Bro, I'm like, oh. <laughs> but you are. We are gonna get into some hot topics, like we always do. And the first one is okay. So Kanye, I guess, wanted to reintroduce Donda back to the world. So he had another studio stadium um, live stream. What was y'all, how were y'all feeling about that? Also, I seen a video. It looked like a prison to me. Like he was in there working out the gym scene. He like moved into like the Mercedes Benz stadium. To me, I was like, he wants to like simulate like, like social experiment. What I tell you, I could literally care less about what Kanye does. It's, I'm just so uninterested. It was so odd because I saw the photos and I was just like, when did I become so apathetic toward this man? Um, so my, I guess my thoughts are that like, you know, if it's working, shout out to him or power to Kanye, but I think there's a number of people who could literally not care any less about what he's doing and how he's doing. <laughs> I, I think I could care less too, but I'm always just fascinated. Like what, what the hell is he thinking of? Like, what is the next thing that this I do. I will commit. He is a. I will admit he is a creative genius in my opinion. Like his brain is he's like a. He's like a mastermind. But I'm always like, what, what's the point of you giving this like prison simulation to me? You'll you'll be hard pressed to find <laughs> out if you're looking for logic in anything that Kanye West does. You're going to be extremely hard pressed to figure it out. So I wouldn't even waste my time or energy doing so. And that's just facts, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Algorithm. Um, I think for me, I didn't see like the full live stream, but I did see like a clip of uh, Kanye like ascending to the ceiling. He was going to heaven. <laughs> and and I have a fear of heights. So that freaked me out. Um, but I don't know. When I think about Kanye, I always think that there is this untreated mental health like he's bipolar like it's diagnosed he's refusing to take his medicine so like I know I'm like in the minority but like I always go into everything that Kanye does with like well he would take his medicine or go and get help then maybe he would have his wife and and I mean Kim showed up she got the ski mask on but I don't know It, it all is strange to me and I think at the core of it all I just want Kanye to get help healthy so that people can I don't want to say take it easier on him but try to have just a teaspoon of understanding because you can't make sense out of nonsense you get what i'm saying and i think that with kanye there's a lot of nonsense going on there and he tries to justify it like he definitely tries to or and i just like girl if one plus one equals two and 
three plus three equals six. How the fuck did you get like 11? Like I'm trying yeah. to like, what? Like, make it, but I will say, I did see a video of him back in the day. I, thought, I don't know if it was like college dropout days or whatever the case may be, but like he was talking about like representation and like gay rappers and we need that. And I was like, what in the world? I was like, you're not dumbass. Like he's not stupid, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. <laughs> just unwell like yeah. honestly, he's unwell I just had this conversation he is unwell i had this conversation last night about how creatives who have been diagnosed with mental illness um yeah with mental illness have a tendency to believe that taking medication will stifle our creativity and this is as someone who has a diagnosis um and then so stopping picking the medication feels like a good idea like i'm going to be able to produce and the reality of the matter is it's more detrimental than it isn't and you just kind of have to find the sweet spot of being able to create and still taking the medication so that you can function. And I think Kanye is just under this very strong belief that he, he won't have access to his genius if he does, if he takes the medication. And I just think that that's unfortunate. Um, and I, I mean, I know that people have enjoyed the projects he's been making while he's been off of it, but I'm curious to know what it would look like if he were actually healthy and creating. Mm. Well, it's true. Well, I um, am, I'm looking forward to what he puts out. I will say I'm looking forward to what he puts out. I hope that it is quality content. It looks like he's putting some work into this. He stuff people. He, the, the stadiums are packed, honey, for the re-releases. So when Donda comes out, please give us your thoughts because we want to know. And then our girl Beyonce has dropped a rodeo collection of Ivy Park. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I was just confused on what's this like the rodeo part of it. Like, are we are we is this for cowboys? Is this for like I people that like train horses? <laughs> I want it. I've been singing daddy lessons all day, so I didn't know this happened. Um, yeah. and I was walking down the street just getting to know the city, and I was like, I want to sing daddy lessons. And I was like, Beyonce really put me on to the yeehaw. So when I saw the rodeo, <laughs> not the Yeehaw. Oh, you know, uh, 20, I think it was 2019 was the year of the Yeehaw. Um, yeah. yeah, it was, child. So I definitely want this. Um, I am a full Southerner now, or at least uh, a baby Southerner. So I'm trying to get into it. The pictures were great. Loved her hair. And I just always love it when Beyonce embraces her Southern self. And I love it that she's um, incorporating that into her franchise. I saw some sneakers and one of them campaign photos that I want. Um, and I haven't been able to take my mind off of them since I saw them. Now, Beyonce need to go on ahead and send me not a whole box, but just a box of those sneakers. Um, Period. That's it. That's that, that's my thoughts. It? They were like blue and cream and they had like a some sort of, not a platform, but they were like a yeah. chunky kind of soul moment. And I said, I need that. I want to kick somebody in the chest with those. <laughs> yeah, man, she was sitting in front of the hand. <laughs> That's the no pictures kick. Bam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are cute. I, they are I, cute. I, yeah. I has she dropped the orange collection? I don't know. Has she dropped that yet? I'm not sure. I don't. I never buy. I'm not going to buy any Ivy Park. It just. It's nothing. That's like. I feel like with Ivy Park, like it's pieces, right? It's like specific pieces, and if you buy it. You got to know how to dress it up because like it's staple pieces. And like, if you wear it, like, girl, you can't keep wearing it over and over because it's like Ivy Park across or Ivy Park. Like to me, it's like two, it's like pieces that I just don't know if I can like just put into an outfit or at least wear multiple times. 
that's the idea. Um, I think anybody who is creating fashion today, um, or that's sort of like fashion culture, right? Like you, you buy these statement pieces that you clearly can't wear more than once. And if you do, people will know, unless you find some way to really switch it up. But the idea is for you to keep buying. Um, there are some staple pieces in Ivy Park. I've been more impressed with the last uh, two releases. You remember that first one? I was not a fan of. Yeah, it was the brown, right? Wasn't it like brown? It was that and that green, that like mint green color. I couldn't stand that shit. But when she came out with that nude one, I was here for it, honey. I was like, that's <laughs> it. She's the bra. That's the one. <laughs> she's grabbed that's me. The one. She's grabbing by my inches and she's taking mm. my coins. And wow. that's what you wanted. <laughs> Well, wow, I love her. I I can't wait for the, the collection to drop for you all of my beehive stands and all of the Zardino you know, people are already ready to save up their money. I am over here still trying to buy PS5. I'm just saying I don't <laughs> I can't wait for those things to go back in stock. So that's what I'm gonna be putting my money to. Fair but enough. The girls are gonna, you know, support the beehive. And Always. we are gonna get into the reason we are here, you all, the meat and potatoes, the main <laughs> course. The entree, Courtney. So, Courtney, <laughs> get comfortable, relax with us. And the first thing we want is for you to tell the listeners, you know, we already gave you the introduction, but you might have your own um, introduction that you have for yourself. Please tell our listeners who you are. And also, we encourage our guests to also, like, bring up their accolades. We uh, want people to... Um, feel comfortable in the successes that they have. Oftentimes we are supposed to, we are taught to dim our lights, but we do not want that on our show. So please, if you have accolades that you want to, you know, put out there as well, you can, but we would love for you to tell us, um, our listeners a little bit about who you are. Hi, everybody. Um, a little bit about me is I am currently a entertainment, pop culture, podcast host, what have you. Started my podcast with my best friend, Felicia, about two years ago. and. Um, I mean, I feel like it's so weird to talk about myself because I'm so used at this point to like being described by other people. But I mean, I love celebrities and pop culture and that love has always been prominent in my life. So when I started my YouTube channel in 2008, I just sort of talked about celebrities off and on in the background working at like Disney World as an like for an internship I was initially going to go into fashion as my career but I couldn't afford FITM once I got accepted so mm. I mean I have always just relied on my passion which was commentary mm -hmm. so in terms of accolades I would say my most prominent job before the circle came into my life was I worked for a YouTube channel um, where it was all based around celebrity commentary, but not necessarily celebrities that I naturally gravitated to. So like Kardashians and the oh. Justin Bieber's and stuff. So I made the it- white my, folks. The white folks. The white folks, absolutely. But I made it my mission to play their game, but in my own way. And by doing that, I was able to sort of cement myself within that company all the way up. I worked there two and a half years up until literally right before the show was um, announced. I just woke up one day and the job position department eliminated itself. Oh, but wow. being, being able to reach so many people, I mean, this YouTube channel had millions of subscribers. 
um, being able to reach people on a streamed live daily, five days a week yeah. talk show that has been like my biggest accolade or my biggest like, damn, I did that um, moment before the circle. Like there are people in my comments now on Instagram that are like, girl, fuck the circle. We know Courtney from the morning tea. Like, that, you know, that's that's why I just I that's what I knew you from as well. I loved your commentary. It gave me ah! that. I knew that's what I said before. So when I when when you were announced or when you posted that you were on the circle, I was like, "This where has you where have you been?" I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> I was like, "This is the reason." Not the tea tribe. I said, "Where has?" And then by the thing about the month, the girl got another. She got a job. I said, "The girl got." But I appreciate your your commentary because it was sometimes in those spaces where it's predominantly like the Kardashians or the Justin Bieber's. It is very white as we, I, I will say and i like that you you would you 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 did your part but also gave that that blackness that i always look for some we are the inter entertainment world is enamored with the white the white celebrity culture and i definitely um want to see us in a positive light because we do have like the shade rooms and all that stuff which is not kind of positive yeah. <laughs> but i love that we have i mean to be honest i don't follow all of those so um i appreciate you doing that but how did you get into culture commentating and also like what made you just like love talking about celebrities because you said that earlier that like you just had that 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 conversation thing i don't you want to you want me to be honest i think that yes. when i was when i was when i was younger in middle school i would be like the the telephone like people would always just come and tell me their business and then i would go and tell everyone else <laughs> their business and i remember my dad being like you can't do like my dad would be like furious like you can't do that like and so I don't know I think it was like one day I like picked up like one of these little raggedy supermarket magazines and I was like damn Britney Spears they stalking her ass like you know like you know back in the day when they was fought when yes. they when Britney couldn't leave the damn house I, and I, it was something about that. And, you know, at the time we had like Nicole Bitchy, Perez Hilton. And there was something about that that I felt like, well, I could be a bitch with a computer and just talk about their ass. Like, you know what I mean? So I wanted to be a journalist for the longest time. But then I was like, if I'm going to write, I want to write creatively. YouTube was kind of like popping off and we had trey melvin kingsley yeah. the icons the like, kid fury yeah. like on youtube and i was like well man, i could where my hat is at because i could do that <laughs> and it literally was just for years of me doing that until literally i woke up one day i had moved out to la I did my Disney internship. I got my little community college degree. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna move to LA. And if it happens for me, if it's meant to me, it's if it's meant to happen for me, it will. And mm -hmm. I was like making chicken chipotle sandwiches at Panera. And I opened up my computer one day, as most people do, and I went on Indeed and I just typed in YouTube. And literally the very first listing was co-host for pop culture strong opinions needed and i was like oh, girl, I well bitch that. i've been doing that for free <laughs> i was doing that shit for free for the, for the little i need a check and so when i went into the interview i said well how can i be different and they said because you know they like to box you into stuff and they said okay well you probably hate taylor swift right 
And immediately I said, because I had done my homework before the, I had the interview, I watched yeah. the YouTube channel. I said, well, they love Taylor Swift here. And I don't hate Taylor Swift. I said, well, she's one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. Why would you Hired. think that I hate Taylor Swift? Hired. Hired. Did, what, did they, was that because they thought because you're black or? They yeah, thought I that, I, they too. thought that I was going to be the person to come in and just drag Shit. all of the white celebrities. But no, there's a perspective to everything. Mm. You cannot box me into a character because you never know what I'm going to say and you never know what my opinion really is going to be, which is right. why our live show, when we wound up developing that just randomly, um, because it was free um, and our bosses didn't care. That's why it did so well, because you would watch, because you really would never know what me or my co-host would say. Because, I mean, you might think I like Khloe Kardashian today and then tomorrow I'm saying she's got three, she's on her third face. You just never know. Um, and I think that that is what they appreciated. <laughs> I enjoy, listen, I enjoy that. I think, well, I, if I think about this, I look, I do that now. I go to LinkedIn and I'm like, YouTube, or I'm like, jobs in LA. I didn't know that. I, I haven't seen it yet, but like you gave me that still to keep trying. I still look yeah. like- Every day. Comments. I do it with podcasts all the time. <clears throat> yeah. I want to know why the hell you auditioned for this circle. <laughs> Before I answer that, can I ask y'all something? Yes. Can y'all tell how very different I am from the television program just based off of this very brief meeting? Yes, I can, but I still I still see what you wanted to bring. Right. <clears throat> Thank but, you. Yes. <laughs> so the show had come out. Me and my friend are on the couch. The, it's like the big ass thing on Netflix when you you open up Netflix and we watch the first episode and literally the episode ends, you know, they do the cliffhanger. It's like, da, 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 the credits are rolling. Yeah. I look at my friend and I was like, bitch, this is the one. And she's like, yes. bitch, this is the one. Um, because I had auditioned in the past for like the big brother or like back in the day when I really was like, bitch, I'll speak for myself. I knew a lot of kids, including myself when I was like 15, 16, I said, bitch, I can't wait to grow up and be on the real world. And that is my career. I, Seven strangers. Was, what else? There was no life past that. It was the real world. And then, bitch, I'm going on real world, world world challenge, bitch. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Coral, bitch, period. Yes. I know that's right. I said, bitch, Reality I'm going to be right by Anissa. Like, that was, there was no career. It was just, I'm going to be on the, so when it didn't happen, it was like, okay, whatever. But something about the circle was like, bitch, they buy themselves and I don't want to be around nobody. <laughs> I'm feeling that. The host is funny. Shout out Michelle Buteau. It was just something about it. So the audition had come out. We got sent home from work, the job I was just telling you about. And they sent me home with a Mac. I don't even own a Mac. Um, and I just was like home, like, doo -doo -doo -doo. all right, I'm going to apply to this. And literally people think that um, I did like some special video or like it literally was like okay what is it photo booth you like press yeah. record and I was like hey y'all I'm Courtney and girl I'm from Los Angeles and girl I'm the pop culture host but I ain't gonna tell they ass that though because girl I'm <laughs> going at something else I'm gonna spill the tea and da -da -da -da, and 55 seconds and it was no edits no no I just yeah. sent the shit off like I don't have time like girl it's either it's being sent in today or it's not being sent in um and I did it because I needed the money. I still need the money. 
per se for my dad. Yeah. And I really felt like what a way for me to express my love for my dad, who we've had a rocky relationship growing up, but we've gotten to a better place as you know, some kids do with their parents. And I really fucking love him. And what a full circle, not being annoying way yeah. to go on TV and be like, you know what, bitch? Me and my dad, we used to fight like cats and dogs, but bitch, I'm gonna bring this buddy home for his bald head ass. Like, wait, Period. Like that's how, that's how I was going in and- Period. It, that was that was it and I yeah. I could I was only honest so like when you go through the processes of them like constantly asking like well why do you want to be on the show why do you why do you want to be on the show people probably get cut because they asses be lying and mm. tripped up and trying to be characters or whatever whatever I really was trying to play for my bald head ass daddy for real for real <laughs> like and that's all I kept saying was like my dad is sick he has kidney disease but like also I spill the tea but like my dad oh, is my sick God. and I need the money and that's just it oh my god so you were you were before you asked us a question about you you being different than what you portrayed or what was edited or what was shown on the show. What made you ask us that? I asked y'all that because I love to visibly I've noticed watch people's reactions after interacting with me for a few seconds and they are visibly confused. Um, like, I don't know if they think I'm gonna do a split. I don't know if they think I'm gonna like do a dip upon meeting me or like, come on, bitch, here's a shot. I'm like, (laughs) I'm I'm literally like in the corner, like I'm like in the bar with like my boyfriend, like trying not to be seen like sip, sip. And and, and, and people are like, Courtney, let's buy you a shot, let's go. And I'm like, I got it. Shablam for me, shablam. Yes, yes. Fucking shablam. Oh, um, so, oh <laughs> so it's just interesting. I, I just like to check in and see how everyone's doing. Well, well, um, I am, I, am I giving, you know, what I'm supposed to be giving, which is just me? We appreciate anybody <laughs> coming here and being their authentic self. My expectation is, is that nobody come here expecting us, you know, um, to expect for something else from you, right? Like, this is, I don't show up here as anybody else, and Debbie doesn't either, so Motherfucker you come don't. as you are, and that's what we want. I love that. No, thank you. We love you. <laughs> also funny is, I don't, and I think we could talk about this later, is that us being visibly queer, Black gay men, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. immediately, we are this, like, accessory, or we're turned to, give me a snap and a twist and a, or you know, because that is some some traits that we do have and we we are you know dramatic we are you know who we are but we are not doing that some of us i'm not going to say are doing that Mm. to to for attention so when you come up to us and you know i've had white girls specifically come to me and be like okay girl let's get i'm like you can't call me girl now my my female friend that i've known she can call me sis honey yeah mama all that but the girl that met me at the bar cannot tell me to yes girl yes slay and it's like I'm quick to correct. I kid you not. I'm like, all right, girl. <laughs> calm that down. Where that don't token. do it for real. That that token, Mm-mm. and I don't like that. So when Ooh. you oh, so I say something? yeah, yeah. Were you at all nervous when you found out you're going to be on there? Ooh, I want to say this. Pause. Look at that pause. <laughs> I wait. Okay. Do you want to know? 
was I nervous when I found out I was on the show? Or do you want to know, was I nervous when I found out I had to fly to England? Because there's two different... The show. So and we can is, definitely talk about England because I get it, but the show. So, <laughs> funny, so I'm glad you brought that up because you, when you research where the fuck the show is shot, you don't know unless you know like the landmarks and the landscape and also the circle was original i think was a uk show so yes, i i kind of was like bitch where the fuck are they at? are they showing clips of like the old show but we got some tea it is okay we're both <laughs> so what, what happens is you fl- the show originated in the uk so it tapes in manchester and we're flown out there first of all i've never been out of the country so to say to answer both questions yes i was nervous i've never been out of the country it was covid as fuck i didn't even have a passport a bitch had to scarf up and get in the uber and go to the damn passport and cheese and then put that shit back on girl don't breathe on me girl Mm -hmm. um and i was nervous because they they and i can say this i believe you are not on the show officially until you've told your job you ain't coming for god knows how long and you don't told your mom girl i'm flying across country and you are in the apartment and you don't been there two weeks and you don't been swapped and then you move in with the chaperone and then you go for a couple walks and then you have to shoot your profile shoot the hi i'm courtney yeah. and da, 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 da. if you do not pull out your best drag race acting skills <laughs> and you hear them rattlesnake noises that <laughs> your ass is cut well your wow. ass is cut so you can fly all the way out to england and waste your time and be paid probably um and not be on the show you have to literally bring it all the way up until you are in front of them and that camera is there and they are asking you questions like this shit is the real world oh my wow God. Was there ever any moment where you were like, girl, I'm tired of like this show? <laughs> was there moments where you're just like, girl, can I like breathe? Like, <laughs> like that's shit. Let, I'm gonna preface this by saying I can't cook and I'm hypoglycemic. Um, um and then I went to the UK. Ooh. All right. <laughs> love y'all down over in the UK. Love my babes. But as from what I experienced, the food was not hitting. What would it be saying, child? Miss Nando's was hitting. Beans and toast? (laughs) I know. um, Lucky Charms? Because that was what was on my grocery list. Beans and toast my ass. I'll have Lucky Charms. I'll have Greek yogurt. Can y'all find that? Because I like Chomani. Yeah. (laughs) It was like Chomani. To answer your question. Yes. And the reason why is because you, I can, I'll speak for myself. I personally felt like I had to be on way past my own personal threshold. So I can give you Kiki girl, if that's what y'all need, but imagine, cause also there's no clocks. So I'm going to guesstimate, imagine waking up at eight o'clock in the morning and you got to be the Kiki girl and you the kiki girl, and you the kiki girl, and go and have lunch, and then get your ass in the shower, and then you the kiki girl, and you the kiki girl, and you the kiki girl, all the way up until it's two o'clock in the morning. You done kiki'd all goddamn day. So by the time it's like day, if I could guesstimate, 10, 
I had a full on like y'all not gonna get me crying on these cameras, but can I go to the to the psychologist, please? Like, cause like I was like I'm about to lose it. I was about to Khalees. I hate y'all so much right now. Like, I was like, can y'all get me the fuck out of here? Cause I'm about to snap like rubber bands. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. The, the psychology too. part, cause I was like, was that something? That, well, you answered that was. I'm glad that that was something that was provided for you all. But like, how frequently? And this is probably, I don't know, how frequently were you able to interact with them throughout? Because I know that being, like you said, being on a lot is mentally exhausting, you know? And then thinking about, oh my God, what are people thinking of me? What did I do? What I, I'm, I'm representing my family. I'm representing my dad. Like, so how often were you able to interact with the therapist? Whenever I wanted. Um, whenever I wanted. But if I could be honest with y'all, I'm not a disruptor. I don't want to bother nobody. I'm a yes, ma'am. I'm a hold the door. Like they were like, oh my God, it's so funny that you say yes, ma'am. I'm like, sis, I grew up with manners. Yes. Um, and and so like, even if I needed the therapist mid game, which I did when I did, I needed it mid game. I waited yeah. until I won that shit. Um, and then I was like, y'all ain't even know. It was so, the the cut was so clean how they did it. I'm, I can look at it and go you right, know, right after there. that. I right was like, the, I knew the thug tear was building up, and I was like, oh, you had to give them the, Daw- the Dawson's Creek. The- <laughs> like, to Sharon, Sharon, <laughs> hit um, room ten twenty, please. Ten twenty. Um, she's about to break. <laughs> I was like, someone come get me, cause hand to somebody producer, cause nah. Yeah, but, yeah, they were there. They and they let us know, like, if you ever need, like you know because mm-hmm. we are being watched 24 yeah. 7 well it's also good that after the show you still were in contact with of course savannah and other people on the show how was that afterwards for you all like leaving the house y'all are like in like la base like how was it after y'all left like who chow like we can now be ourselves <sighs> it was really nice um and the reason why is because i have i think that <laughs> I you don't realize like the impact that words have when you say them and I feel like people listening are going to be like not what I'm about to say but I said on the show like it's hard for me to make friends right in LA not that I don't have any so it was nice that we had already had a built-in camaraderie coming back to LA and a lot of people didn't well no one saw but they also didn't realize that part of the reason why I was going so hard for Savannah was why would someone that's telling me that they're my neighbor sit up here and lie to me and I gotta see your ass around the corner when we get back home at the Whole Foods right my ass is not gonna lie to me because I'm a catch her ass in the aisle like it's right. not, like if we had already like girl when we get back home girl we gonna meet up after the like there was so much that y'all didn't get to see but it was really nice when we came back to be like oh my god like to sit down right and be like, okay, this was my piece of the puzzle. Girl. Yeah. And what was they telling you, girl? And you sit down with Mitchell. Oh, no, that's right. And, 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 and Mitchell was like, well, they were freaking telling me this. And they weren't letting me freaking talk to you. Like, it was it was like, we sit down and we, okay, yeah. now we know how this happened. It's the same thing even when Delisa actually just flew in to see us recently. Yeah. And me, her, and Jack was at the sushi bar. Um, but we had the sake. And we was putting all pieces. Even today, we are still like, 
putting the pieces together because you know it's a TV show. (laughs) (laughs) And when Chloe ass come in in two weeks, we gonna get some extra pieces too, girl. We gonna get the pieces too, babes. We gonna get those pieces too, babes. (laughs) So do y'all do y'all watch the show and like? play it back like okay at this right. moment this is what really happened like you know because of course they edited do y'all ever like did y'all ever like watch that and like piece by piece and be like no they, they, you know we did for the first couple episodes like when it first came out we all watched the first like four together yeah but after that i started watching like the second batch with like my friends from home and then like yeah. the other batch like my mom was calling me she wanted to watch it and so off and on, I feel like we need to have a night where we really do sit down and yeah, peace, my peace, my peace, but because they made sure y'all didn't see, but not often y'all didn't see, but I had written down everything that had happened on every single day. I knew exactly how I was going to rate people days ahead of time. I had scenarios like if this person go home, all right, that's how we going to vote. That I think that <laughs> that's why they were able to make such a strong edit of me because it was like. Well, Courtney, what are you gonna do? It was like, well, girl, yeah. I don't know what I'm about to do because it's already written down, girl. We, we, Mitch, <laughs> and Mitch is not coming up out of out of five. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor yeah. is not coming up out of last place. That's why Trevor is not nobody's influence. Like I, I was already yeah. having it, but they wasn't showing y'all how he was voting, so y'all ain't I know mean, how. Yeah, why it was yeah. Your last one, so really quick, I, I'll yeah, let yeah, you know. Whatever but y'all want to know. One, the last part where you obviously you were friends with. Um, uh gosh um river lee river river yeah lee and you purposefully you know was like a girl he gotta i gotta put him down at the bottom because we know you know i think that i would that was smart to me but i understand viewers watching that would have looked like oh my god you and him were so loyal and then you purposefully put him at the end it's like at the end of the day like girl this is a game like we i can't if you know this person has a very strong social game why if I want to win this money for my father, like I have to be take myself out of this emotion and be realistic because uh, River could goal. have been the number one. <laughs> so I think I think that was smart. But then again, people looking at that as as we see in the media looked at that as you being a villain and all of that, which I was like, yes. Y'all want to say the villain. I'm like, ain't nobody ever seen Big Brother before? Y'all ain't ever seen Survivor. Survivor, they asses be lying. I just really recently got back into Survivor just a little bit. They be lying their asses off on Survivor. And y'all mad at a little Joker moment? Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here with that. That shit pissed me off. They be lying about dead grandmothers. They be like, girl, we're going to keep your ass. And then they pull out the little notes at the tribal council. And it be someone completely different. Lying their asses off. With the 10 to 0 vote. (laughs) With the 10 to 0 vote. (laughs) (laughs) Asses lying. And y'all mad that I lied on Emily? I don't get the fuck out of here. But Derwin, you can go ahead. (laughs) Do you uh, have any regrets at all? No. Good. I love that. No. I got to be on TV, on Netflix, the the big red N. I got to be on The Girl. And trending. And trending. When that contract ends, I could go. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Because the girls are. (laughs) Call Like, so just the fact that they even, like, even if I wouldn't have got on the show. And they flew my ass out to England. I had a good ass time in the quarantine apartment watching no, Married seriously. to Medicine. I had never watched Married to Medicine ever in my really? life. And I got oh, my shit oh, up God. in the flat. <laughs> Bitch, that's my show. Girl, I got up in the flat. And, Girl, t- and Toya and Miss Mariah. <laughs> oh, honey. Oh, no, oh, bitch. No, no, I'm going down on my chariot. Woo, I 
much yes, of it. Yes, we are. <laughs> I was getting my life hollering in there. They had to get me out of there. Oh my God, <laughs> you're my favorite person in the world. <laughs> Darwin, listen, he loves them girls from Married to Medicine. He is <laughs> he has knocked the Atlanta housewives down and said it is the married that, to that honey. It is Dr. Yeah. Jackie and Miss Quad over what? here, honey. <laughs> I live I get I, I I respect that because I think about that Quinta B um Quinta Benson like uh, meme of her being at the Olympics and they're like, So mm. you didn't come in first place. She's like, Girl, I'm black and I'm here at the slopes. Like I, didn't I got silver. I got silver. I'm perfectly fine. They're like, but you really lost. Like, girl, did you get silver? Yeah, like, what do you have? <laughs> oh, okay. I said, I said, did I, did I, I only lost to Delisa and Chloe. They make it seem like I lost to like everyone else. That and you were me. revealed. It got to the point where you were able at the, the final table where everybody was like, <gasps> you made it to the end, girl. They didn't even show y'all at the, there was so much cut out of the finale finale, which is why I wish that there was enough content. I imagine to do like the final dinner as one episode and then the finale with Michelle as a different episode because it really was like the gag when Michelle went like, well, who is the Joker? Who is the Joker? Who's the Joker? And everyone was like, oh, it's this person, it's this person, it's this person. And it it was was the the reactions were very, very unhappy, Mm. but they made sure that those reactions hit the editing room floor, but that's some tea that y'all can have. Um, Not everybody was happy. (laughs) Well, as someone that is unapologetically themselves and, and allowing their intersections of being black and queer to like shine bright, how did you get to that point? Like, how did you get to being so comfortable in your skin and even showing the world that as well, which can be nerve wracking to the to be like, okay, I'm gonna let y'all know a little bit about how the girl acts. Like, how was that for you? And did you have any roadblocks getting there? Um, I think my parents probably helped the most. Like, I'm awkward as hell um but my parents have always been the one to be like do you like this is your life girl and it is yours to live so as long as you're not hurting anybody or hurting yourself do your thing they have never really put restrictions on me in terms of like my life or like creatively or my sexuality, they've always been like, well, girl, of course. Now, anyway, what do you want from Miss McDonald's, sweet and sour mm-hmm. or BBQ? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like they, everything, like they've always just been very, very supportive of me. So when it came to the circle, it was like, um, I'm gonna be on reality TV. My mom literally was like, what? I was like, girl, I'm about to be on, re- girl, I'm going to England. Like, it, like they were like, of course. Like my dad was like, of course you're going to England. <laughs> I'm like, no, but it's for us though. It's for us. He was like, oh. like they've always just been my biggest cheerleaders. Like for real, for real, the truth. Mm. I appreciate that. That's actually, um, we've gotten that a couple of times from our guests. And I think it is one of the more beautiful things. Cause I think we're so used to hearing the story of people like being alienated when they're kids. Um, and I, I'm, what I hope most of the time is that there are people, younger people who listen to the show and the experiences like yours. And I'm like, yeah, this, this could work well for me. Yeah. I think for, I mean, with my story is like, I <clears throat> root for my dad a lot. And I think that is not the story that is always told for queer black boys is that your number one cheerleader or your father is somebody that you, that is proud of you and you are wanting to make them happy throughout. And I think that that is something that is like, a great story and that's like something that we need to see more is like we always see this the strained relationship the father neglects and it's like that is what happens but like there is moments where you're like no this is for me and my dad you know we 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 may have had those roadblocks but like we 
understand each other as men, at least, and as his son and my dad. And I really appreciate that story. And I think that was something I was like, really, um, I enjoyed when I watched the show, because that's how I am with my father. So I was able to see somebody on the show be like, I would go and put her for my dad. And I would talk about him 25, eight, they'd be like, okay, what about your mom? I'm like, she there, but my dad, <laughs> but my dad, he was the one that was at the game with me. And, but I, <laughs> Derwin, you know, but I do. did you, did was there has there been any roadblocks for you being outwardly yourself in the entertainment industry industry honestly i think that people in terms of roadblocks yes to answer the question answer the question yeah. i think that when you go out to audition people definitely think before you even walk in the door okay this is what he's going to give and I always go in and give to the best of my ability but when it's not in their mind stereotypically what you should be giving and to know that you're deserving of that opportunity it is annoying but I always try to move with the thought process of if it's meant for me it will be for me and why try to insert myself or force myself into a situation that would ultimately that was ultimately not initially for me you know so I allow those roadblocks and I always find another route always mm. make my own damn path I know that's right it's a tokenization for me I so we talked about we talked about I think the last three episodes we yes. talked about that with our guests yes it's and they all said the same thing in that world and I it, it's we are not looked at for our talent sometimes, I think. I think it's we're looked at for the physicalness, right? What we can bring to the camera. Mm. <laughs> what we can bring, I don't know, to the camera, girl. I don't know if I had a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> not the stroke. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. But what we can what we can bring physically to the show, not what we can bring like talent-wise. I think that is something that's always like, can I please not be the token? Can I please just mm. come in here and like, what do y'all want? First of all, the question is, what do y'all want? If y'all want, let me hit the door right now. Let me put my bag, let me put my purse on my head, on my clutch, because I'm not about to give y'all that. I think that is something that. I think there's always a way to really circumvent it, right? Like, no matter what people, what intentions people have for you, there's always a way to set your own intentions, um, <clears throat> much like you do, Courtney. And just like throw a left, like throw a curve, like fuck y'all, fuck what you thought. Like, this is how I'm coming in because this is going to be my narrative and I'm going to shape it. Um, so regardless, I think, and I hope that's something that um, more of us can really uh, come to the realization about is that no matter how people try to tokenize us, we always have an option to break through that um, and to challenge it. Even if we have to deceive them a little bit at the beginning, like it's like, boom, girl, you thought. I mean, that is the part, that's the game to play. Like in every system, you have to at least give them a little bit, right? When you're in a job oh, interview. Oh, yeah. In a job interview, what you want me to say? Like, I can tell you, yeah, I love Taylor Swift, but in the back of my head, I don't know any songs by her. But if y'all need me to say that on the camera, I'll be like, girl, I love um, Red. I love, nah. like, <laughs> um, I love that no <laughs> right? Just, but I think, but when you then when you get into that system and you can slowly but surely infiltrate, like okay, in the meetings, you know, how about we talk about you know Little Nas X's mm -hmm. video? How about we start to instead of coming in like I'm about to fuck this shit up because you know they're like. Mm. We can't have that threat right now. That happened at my job and her ass got booted right on and I'll never forget it. Damn. She came right up on in there. I'll never, she was like, girl, we need to talk about Usher. My boss <laughs> was like, I said, no, 
She said, I said, girl, let's let's go, let's go outside. I said, girl, mm-hmm. let's get a smoothie real quick, girl. Come on, come on, come right. on. Come let's on. go for a smoke break. <laughs> My girl. I don't even smoke, but let's go to the water fountain real quick. Girl, they're about to put you out, girl. We don't need that to happen, girl. We need the rent paid. Oh my God. So we talked about transforming. We talked about this transition as well. After being on the show, did you see a difference of how people interact? This is like a rhetorical question, of course. But did you see people act differently towards you? And how did you have to navigate after you were like this this reality celebrity? <laughs> uh, my brain literally just like sizzled. Um, people have treated me different. People also haven't treated me different, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. In terms of navigating it, I'm just always polite. You never know. All it takes is one mean screenshot Mm. to cause chaos and confusion in your career. So I always just treat everybody with with respect. Like if you come up to me, I'm gonna take a picture. I'm a kiki with your mama. I'm a pet your dog. Like, and I've found that there are others in my community, in general, in reality, that they allow people treating them different to allow them to act completely different. Um, and I just try to be me, a hundred percent of the time. You know, I'm just me. Like, you're going to still see me at the little raggedy bar in West Hollywood. you still going to, like, I ain't going to buy you no drink because I still ain't got no money. Like, <laughs> like and I we clearly st- didn't win. I clearly did not the fuck win. Like, I'm going to take my <laughs> ass to insomnia cookies. Like, it's, ain't, ain't nothing really changed internally for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think perception-wise for other people, they think I'm like... Some big shot. I'm like, bitch, this hat is from the Amazon for $10. Are you kidding me? I mean, your followers went up. I mean, the followers, the count went up. (laughs) Girl, it was like you was on Drag Race. You know when they release the girls on Drag Race? Yeah. Overnight, they get 2 million followers. You're like, I can't explain... I ain't never been afraid to to wake up and open up my social media. I ain't never ever in my life until I was on the circle to refresh your Instagram and the shit just say a hundred on all three. And I can't see, I don't know who's following me. There ain't no way to see who the verified people are. Mm -hmm. I'm like still finding people like from the reality community that have like been fine. I feel like a jerk because like, I'm like late. I'm like trying to go through messages. It's a lot. Um, and then on top of that, God forbid, I open up the, um, the Facebook girl, mm. you know, they love to get my ass on the Facebook girl. They said, <laughs> who else, they said, who else hates Courtney <laughs> as a whole oh, ass Lord. solo post? Oh my Am God. I the only one that hates Courtney? I didn't. That shit had 300 comments. I said, I know y'all oh. did. I know y'all did on Facebook. Get my ass. Girl, no, no, they did. Facebook and Twitter are the worst. The best places for me to hide out on social media as it relates to the circle is Reddit. Yeah. Reddit, they'd be like, no, Courtney was getting their asses because if you've seen Survivor season three episode, bitch. It's a game. They, it's a game. Ain't it's nothing game. I did in that shit personal. We are on TV. We are that on the next place. We are supposed to bring it. Like, <laughs> what, what, what's not clicking? What's not clicking? <laughs> <laughs> we, I don't get that. I think that's the thing that bothers me is like, it is a game, like it is a game, and I get like there's no hard feelings, like unless we did have like beef and like you said some disrespectful stuff in our late night chat, like 
this we have to eliminate somebody eventually you know we have yes. to do that so why are we acting like we i think that was always the weirdest thing to me but knowing that you have these quote-unquote like tro- well not quote quote-unquote these trolls how have you been able to navigate like girl pay them girls dust how have you been able to just like get through that because i know it's a little overwhelming it i'll say this thankfully now it has quieted down but for me, I think I had to reach a point personally when I, I just like woke up one day and I was like, hold on. Everybody on Twitter is mad as hell at me because it, it was a worldwide <laughs> premiere. So it was it felt it felt like everybody in the whole world was mad at my ass for going in and doing the damn thing, for going in and giving a show, which is what I yeah. signed paperwork to fucking do. I ain't fly from LA to Paris to Manchester to go up there and be boring as fuck and that be ass. a poodle in a fucking purse and go home fucking third. I wasn't about right. to do that. Right. Yeah. I wasn't about to do that. Um, you said no, I'm not I, doing that. I'm not doing that. I just... Gave what I could give, y'all. Gave what I could give. Gave what I could yeah. give. Give what I could it's, give. It's not giving what it gave to the highest of giving when it needed to be give. I remember just said that. <laughs> it's just like, at the end of the day, right, the people that are mad at me probably couldn't get on the show. And if mm. they could get on the show, they damn sure couldn't beat me. Oh. Because if they could, they wouldn't be mad at the move that I made. You get what I'm Period. saying? And that is why I got to a place where I just woke up one day and I decided that the only criticism I was going to accept that was critical of me was going to be from Deliso or Chloe because yeah. they're the only two that could beat me. Period. Yeah. I know that's clearly, right. Clearly, like because y'all applied and y'all couldn't get on the show, but y'all mad at me that applied and made it on the show and was on every single episode. Right. Mm. Right. Because I know if y'all, thing. even if y'all did make it on the epi- make it on the show, you would be an episode one feature. So Ooh. you'll be eliminated Ooh. first, first person, bottom <laughs> person, bottom bitch, go, <laughs> bottom bitch, go, hit the dryer because you are washed. Ooh, Goodbye. <laughs> wow. Well, mm. what, what's next for you? Everything. Yes. Everything. What do you no. want to manifest? Um, on that note, I really would like to manifest my own celebrity interview podcast. Um, I think that there are important conversations to be had that I think only my raggedy ass would think to have. Period. Um, and I, I want to have them. So I want to manifest that. And I really would like to get into voice acting and fashion. Because um, I put her on the back burner for like a decade. Right. Um, and I need to come out with some some clothes because that's, that's what the girls ask. They want to know our me and Lee friends and where did I buy this bleep? Yeah. Where did you get this color block hoodie? Where did you get this? I might as well come out with my own shit and have y'all buy it. And then we all match. Hey, girl, we, that's what the girls do. When they be coming off those like those shows, they be dropping music. They be dropping merch. They be dropping catchphrases. I have to come out with the auto-tune joint. La, la, la. Right. Just jokes. <laughs> just jokes. Right, don't just, be mad just jokes just jokes have a little edm beat in the back right you, the girls will eat it up the girls will eat it up and that's many of my fucking you they just want to hear you so i think that is so funny and what, what's what been your most proud what has been the most proudest moment in your career of your career so far i think the most proudest moment in my career was 
when I got, when I, when the circle finished, because the circle finale was on my birthday. Mm-hmm. I said, let me oh, wow. lose publicly in front of the whole world. Get oh, ready. wow. I made peace with that shit several months ago. People were like, oh, you lost on your birthday. I said, bitch, I'm sipping a margarita and this phone Girl, is I made off. it here. <laughs> I said, I made it here. I said, now good. Now like this picture for the engagement. Thank you. Boom. Um, <laughs> my proudest moment was when the show was over and I, like on TV and stuff, and I FaceTimed my dad. And my dad was like, he was just able to recall, like, so many moments he was like, and you did that. He was like, and when you was in that, whatever that room was called with the, with the intergalactica and you set up that plan, he was like, yo, that shit was hot. I was like, yes. And like, just to ha- we all say like, we don't want our parents approval, whatever, whatever. But for me personally, in my own relationship with my dad, it felt really nice. Just with everything we've been through to have my dad on the FaceTime, he don't even know what a FaceTime is. His ass yeah. I'm like, you killed that. And I was like, I did it, girl. These internet it. bitches. My dad said I did that. So y'all could I <laughs> won. Right. I won. My dad said I, my dad said what needed to be said. Y'all can say whatever y'all want, but dad's approval, got the friends on TV, will be on TV again. Yeah, and money. You know, money is coming somewhere, somehow. Like, I didn't win, but I won. Some, I got some, a check, yep. some. Which y'all oh, yes. Brand deals. I said, y'all got blend jet too? Ring, 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 ring. Press the button. <laughs> Brand deals. Okay. Money calling. <laughs> Don't say money calling. <laughs> calling. I said, what money y'all want calling. me to promote? Because, girl, I use, I'll use that girl on the Instagram story. Yes, girl. Smoothies. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She does it all. When you like Tussin Tyler, I love dairy. Dairy <laughs> has been the best thing in my life. No, you use the oat milk dairy alternatives <laughs> for the girls with the bubbly guts. Yes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Are you lactose? Are you lactose? Well, here you go, girl. Here you girl, we go. got Miss Silk for you, girl. <laughs> Courtney, thank you so much for being. We could talk for hours with you. We, we sure could. We, we really appreciate that what do you uh what is, is there anything you want to leave our listeners our viewers with before we wrap up this episode um to the listeners whatever you do just do it with your full ass because nobody likes a half ass so you got to do that shit with both cheeks for real for real <laughs> and i meant that so mm-hmm. period <laughs> period don't go to one no half ass do it like <laughs> You got to do that shit with both cheeks. The full bubble. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Well, Courtney, thank you so much for being a guest. Like I said, we could have talked for hours about so much more. But where can our listeners, um, viewers, um, follow you at on their socials? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Courtney Revolution. TikTok and Twitter, Court Revolution. And I do have my own podcast, Overheard in the Pantry. Come have a little listen. Yes. Um, and you all know what we're about to do. If you all would like to continue the conversation with me on my social media, you all can hit me up at underscore Lord Every. That is underscore L-O-R-D-E-V-E-R-Y on Instagram and Twitter. And you guys know that you can find me on Instagram at Derwin King. That's D-E-R-W-I-N-K-I-N-G. And on Twitter at Free Negro. That's mm. F-R-E-E-N-E-G-R-E-A-U-X. 
And if you all would like to continue the conversation on the podcast and social media, you can hit us up on Instagram and Twitter at that black boy joy. And if you would like to be a guest on the show or just write into us, you can hit us up at that black boy joy podcast at gmail.com. And you all can check out our videos on YouTube that we have uploaded so far. Don't we gonna get them more up there eventually, but whatever, whatever, whatever. But like we always tell our guests, uh, like we always tell our listeners, please be so in love with who you are. Oh, enjoy. Enjoy.